From Sarasota Memorial, this is HealthCasts, your weekly dose of health information from experts you can trust. Welcome back to Health Check. I'm Heidi Godman. Such an interesting conversation today with the folks from Sarasota Memorial Hospital's Lung Cancer Screening Program. If you think you might be at risk for lung cancer and you want a screening, give them a call 917-5864 or check out the website smh.com. My guests today are from the Lung Cancer Screening Program. Amy Miller is a nurse practitioner and Dr. Joe Seaman is a pulmonary medicine and critical care specialist. So we've been talking about different types of lung cancers and causes, risk factors, symptoms, diagnosis, uh, treatment. Want to talk now about perhaps something that is most important to all of this, and that's prevention. And there is an important way that we can prevent it. We're going to talk about a number of aspects of this, but the role of smoking is undeniable. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and really for me, coming from a nursing background, Sort of one of our mottos is, you know, um, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And so, you know, I really have spent a lot of time working with people who are really struggling to quit smoking. I mean, it's undeniable. Smoking is the number one cause for lung cancer. It's not just the number one cause of lung cancer. We're talking about heart disease, stroke, peripheral vascular disease. I mean, there's so, it just runs the gamut. Smoking affects every organ of every system of your body. Vascular dementia. Mm-hmm. Just everything. It can, can help, can worsen diabetes and, you know, just, just you name it. Glaucoma, cataracts, wrinkles your skin, you know, it just, it goes on. It impairs your immune system, impairs wound healing. So really, you know, I mean, overall, for, 480,000 people die in the United States directly related to smoking. Far more than any other per- cause. Per year? Per year. 480,000 people. 480,000 people. It's Per year. It's tragic. It really is. Yeah, num- smoking is the number one cause of preventable death in the world. And I think that for me, it's really hard because, you know, the tobacco industry really is continuing to push and sell. And, you know, why we don't have tougher laws and, and you know, making it more difficult for people to smoke it is the number one killer. Mm-hmm. preventable death. And and smokers, we, we don't want to alienate you in any way. Once you start smoking, what is it, Amy, three cigarettes and then you're hooked? Well, that I'm not really sure about. I mean, I think it varies from person to person. I mean, different people have different addictive type personalities. I mean, the, the, the important thing to know is, is that a couple of things about smoking, there are actually more former smokers living in the United States today than there are current smokers. So for me, that's a big statistic if people want to quit, you can quit. There's, there are people out there that have done it. And so it's really important to know that, you know, it's something that can be done. Most people that I meet with, probably seven out of 10 smokers want to quit smoking. They've actively made quit attempts. The reality is, is that it takes a person about eight to 10 quit attempts before they are successful for good. Um, So I always encourage people to not look at your Quit attempts is failures. They're really learning opportunities. And you've learned something about yourself as you're going through these quit attempts that will make your next quit attempt more successful. So, you know, there are a lot of methods for helping people quit smoking, and and a lot of them are very, very effective. I want to mention the Area Health Education uh, Center, uh, uh, South, South, what is it, Southwest, South? It's Gulf Coast. Gulf Coast AHEC. Gulf (laughs) Coast AHEC. Gosh, we've had those folks on the program so many times. Mm -hmm. They are the in-person teaching arm of Tobacco-Free Florida, and they offer free smoking cessation counseling, 
free patches, free nicotine gum. I mean, mm-hmm. so much help is out there. What are some other resources? Um, so, you know, so our local AHEC is actually, uh, you know, a very good resource. They provide the in-person counseling. Um, they provide free nicotine replacement therapy, like you mentioned. Um, you know, it's easy to contact them. But there are a lot of other resources. I mean, first and foremost, talking to your physician about it. The clinical guidelines for treating tobacco dependence say that anybody who wants to make a quit attempt should be offered medication. People who take a medication are much more likely to be successful in quitting than those that don't. The success rate for cold turkey is about 5%. So if you take an aid such as nicotine replacement therapy or another medication, your likelihood of quitting is much, much greater. There are three FDA medications that are approved for smoking cessation. Nicotine replacement therapy is one of them. It can be provided free by AHEC. You can also get it over the counter. Uh, The other two medications are prescription only. Uh, One of them is called Chantix or Varenicline, and then the other one is Wellbutrin or Bupropion. And so those medications are also very effective in helping people quit smoking. Side effects associated with Chantix, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So a lot of people will come to me and say, oh, no, I don't want to take Chantix. My neighbor took it and, you know, it caused them to have a lot of crazy things or, you know, just mood disturbances, um, sleep, changes in your sleep. Uh, Some people have nightmares. Um, Actually, the number one side effect with Chantix is actually nausea, which can be relieved if you take it with food. Um, So when people come to me and they say, well, no, I could never take that because my neighbor, you know, made mood disturbances, I always try to really encourage people to have an open mind about it because everybody is different. I have just as many people that I speak with that have taken Chantix. It has been successful. They've been able to quit smoking and they've had no side effects or very little side effects or side effects that they were able to tolerate. So it's a very effective way of helping people quit smoking. It may not be for everybody, but it is effective. So when someone comes over to the lung cancer screening program at SMH, is there a cessation component or counseling available? Absolutely. So actually Medicare mandates anybody going through lung cancer screening receive smoking cessation counseling. So it is a core part of our program. Um, I'm also a certified tobacco treatment specialist, so anybody that comes through the lung screening program will get counseling on smoking cessation. All right, so you can go, you can get that counseling. What if you can't afford to get the screening, but you would like the counseling? Is the Sarasota Memorial's Lung Cancer Screening Program the place to go or not? Um, so you certainly can give me a ring. I mean, we we provide um, classes at our locations through AHEC. I'm actually a facilitator. I facilitate about once a month for them. But we have classes at our um, Health Connection, at our Waldemere Plaza. We also offer them down in Northport, at Heritage Harbor, um, at Blackburn Point. Are these free? They're all free. They're a two-hour class. Um, you get, you know, this group counseling where they really help you. We help you establish a quit plan. Um, and then also, too, you go home with your nicotine replacement therapy that night. Um, so, yeah, that's a completely free component. You just have to call um, the local area, AHEC. Um, and the number for that is 1-866-534-7909, and they can get you registered for a class. Oh, say that number again. It's 866-534-7909. Love the folks over at AHEC. They work so hard, just like everybody at SMH, to keep all of us healthy. And tell us a little bit about the locations of all these opportunities for screening and talking to folks at SMH. Yeah, so at SMH, you know, we have, um, you know, we have more than just one location. We have several different locations. So we offer our lung screenings at our main campus location down on 41. We also offer them at our Heritage Harbor facility, which is up in off of State Road 64. Um, we also offer down in Northport on Toledo Blade Road and then at our Clark Road facility up by the interstate, our um, Health Fit facility. So four locations we offer our lung screenings at. A lot of opportunity there. So you want to get the the 
smoking cessation going if you can. Doctor, tell us a little bit about how diet and exercise play a role in cancer prevention. So in the, sorry about that. Uh, So it's undeniable that a strong immune system and a healthy individual has a better cancer outcome than somebody who is not physically fit or uh, has an unhealthy diet or unhealthy habits. So moving forward, uh, folks that want to help kind of reduce their risk of developing a cancer uh, needs to develop sort of healthy lifestyle habits. Uh, they need to exercise 30 or more minutes most days of the week. They need to eat a balanced diet. They need to uh, have a, a healthy weight. Uh, and th- those things will help strengthen their immune system so that uh, when they do, or unfortunately, if they do get a, a cancer, uh, they'll be more physically fit and have a stronger immune system to help fight the cancer. But more importantly, there may be some benefits of having a strong immune system to keep those cancer cells uh, either away uh, so that they won't develop a cancer. All right. So absolutely, you want to go ahead. Exercise, and I think the minimum requirement is 150 minutes a week of, of moderate intensity exercise, but as much as possible. And for cancer, it's 30 minutes a day, right? Yeah. Yes. All right, yeah. so so you've got to try and exercise. You got to eat a, a healthy diet. Mediterranean diet we know is good for heart and brain health. What about cancer? Uh, you know that to me, I've never heard or read anything that that is more beneficial. Uh, one thing that does come up a lot is is fried foods, uh, foods that help propagate uh, inflammation. Uh, so there's some folks out there that uh, look at high carbohydrate diets, fried fatty foods, uh, with the idea that. The diet helps propagate um, either the cancer cells or it affects the immune system, so the immune system is suppressed in some way. Um, there's also, you know, a, a developing nutritional sort of aspect where they're looking at ketogenic diets and, and other impacts uh, for cancer growth. Um, and unfortunately, that that a lot of that data is, uh, although well developed, it hasn't been studied in a rigorous, double-blinded, placebo-controlled manner. So it, it basically starts to come down to what is a reasonable um, uh, recommendation um, versus what is sort of grounded in science. But I think that most folks agree that a a balanced diet with not a lot of fatty foods, uh, low carbohydrate is is more beneficial, um, sort of like the Mediterranean diet. Cut out the junk, the packaged foods, all the sugars, the refined grains, and and try to exercise as much as possible. Mm -hmm. I want to thank you both so much for being here. Dr. Joseph Seaman, who's a pulmonary medicine and critical care specialist, and Amy Miller, nurse practitioner, both of you with the Lung Cancer Screening Program at SMH. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to today's show. For more information on today's topic, please visit smh.com. Follow us on your favorite social media network.